Episode 2, Season 2, is John Emerson and his brother James, or Jim Emerson, talking about the cherry orchard. This was recorded in the summer of 2021. Hello, everybody. This is Judy, and I'm back with Cherry Orchard Conversations. I'm speaking with my uncle and my father, who are at the Cherry Orchard at this moment. And would you, Dad, would you introduce yourself? I am John Emerson, Judy's father. And Uncle Jim? Yes. Would you introduce yourself? I am James Clark Emerson. I'm Judy's uncle, and I'm John Lester Emerson's older brother. No, you're the younger brother. <laughs> oh, younger brother. That's right. I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <Attaboy>. <laughs> and you two have come together today to talk to me about the cherry orchard and some of your memories about the early years. So okay. let me let me start, Uncle Jim. Give us some ideas about what you remember. Well, one time, all the people who sell the cherries decided they were going to go into Kalispoil, Big Fork, and left my brother and I in charge of selling cherries. And <laughs> this guy came by and wanted a whole bunch of cherries. I, I don't know, 17 lugs. He probably remembers. So we had to run down and pick 17 lugs of cherries, and then he never came back. Oh, seriously. How's wow. that? That's that good? a good one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now he could correct it. <laughs> it's that... That's correct. That's correct. Oh, 17 lugs. Have we ever yep. had an order like that before or since? I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. Well, at one time we were selling all oh, five to 10 lugs uh, to people that were, you know, I think coming down from Canada or from Eastern. You know, other and they were taking them home in a cooler, but uh-huh. that was that was when we first started. It doesn't seem like in the last, you know, the last fifteen years or so that we've we, we hardly sell over a lug at a time when when we sell by the lug. No, nobody nobody wants you know multiple lugs. Yeah, yeah. So your customer base may be different these days. Probably, yeah. So the cherry orchard is situated on the west side of Flathead Lake, and we've been picking cherries since 1984. Yes. I have some um, audio of you, Dad, telling me about the age of the trees. What's your cherry crop like this year? It looks like it's a pretty good crop this year. Not a bumper crop, but a, a good crop, a good solid crop. And what's your plans for that crop? Well, we'll put, we'll pick and sell a, a portion. We'll pick and and Jim will make juice of a, another portion for for making wine, and and for making uh, just regular drinking juice, and then we will give away to the family and other friends a, a portion. That that's basically the way we operate. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Jim, would you like to tell me about the cherry juice process? How do you make cherry juice? Oh, you have a juicer, and it has 
Let's see. On the bottom is water. You put it on a hot plate and you boil the water and then that steams up through. And you put the you put the cherries near the top with the lid and it it juice it steams the cherries and the juice runs down and it comes out a spout. Mm-hmm. How's that? That's good. <laughs> That's a good visual. And then that spout, where does it one, go? One gallon. One gallon of juice per two buckets of cherries and your goal is to do how much a day i used to do about six gallons a day but now it's been down to about four if i start at six o'clock it takes about four hours per batch and i don't like to run into the evening because then somebody else has to take care of it and they forget and then it runs over uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me this too. what's the spout going into goes into a well a gal a plastic gallon jug a milk jug and then my brother takes four of those and he'll tell you the process of the wine hmm. i'm listening you still there <laughs> yeah are you done talking i'm done talking he just led you into can. your so, telling us about the wine then i take four gallons of juice and pour them into about a seven gallon tub a plastic tub and uh, I may, with a hygrometer, I measure the sugar content uh, to see about how much sugar I have to add to bring it up to a reading on a balding scale of 24. Usually at this time, early on in the season, about 25 cups of sugar. Then oh. uh, so, and that is that is processed through a gallon of the, the sugar is processed through a gallon of hot water, and then poured in with the juice. Then I add uh, some chemicals and, uh, and then stir it and cover it. And then every day I stir and, and check. And if it's, when, it, when it's bubbling, it's still working. And when it kind of slows down and working, then I transfer uh, to a five gallon carboy and put in an air stopper to, to prevent air getting into the wine and getting in the gases. Uh, to get out. So. Then, in, then-, uh, then in November or so, then we, uh, two months later, three, we, we, we rack, which is uh, rack, of, rack of wine, which is uh, siphoning it from one carboy into another so we can get rid of the sediment in the bottom of the carboy. Uh-huh. We, do that, we do that in November and then again in February. And then in usually in late March or April, we bottle. How long before you put those into the carboys does it usually take? So from July, when did you, you just started a couple of days ago? Yes, it takes generally about, about a week. A week, that's all, okay. That's all, and then, then by then this, the working has slowed down. And then, uh, then otherwise, if, we, if I take it from the tub while it's still actively working pretty strong, it, it'll, uh, it'll put juice up into the air stop. So, so I need to wait until uh, that, that it's, working is slowed down so it, 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 won't, it won't force the juice up into the air stop with all the action. I see. Okay. And, and where, where do you do this uh, fancy work? Do you have a wine? In my, a wine? In my shop. In your in shop. shop at the west end of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you have help with your racking and your yes. 
sometimes your brother comes to visit you and he helps you? Uh, not so much with the racking. He's, he's always present for the bottling to get his fair share. So in the springtime, Uncle Jim, you come back? You come back for the bottling, okay? I come back for the bottling so I can taste it and make sure it's okay that he did a good job. That's <laughs> the check, you know. And, and to get his fair share. Yeah. Oh, right. And, right. Yeah, so I get enough wine. Otherwise, he puts it down in the basement, and I don't, I, I don't get very many. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. So what about this, um, this wine process? Have you started? You started already this year. Dad, have you already yes. started your yours too? Yes, we have. I have, I have five gallons of uh, Royal Ann uh, in the, in the well in starting. Uh, that was day before yesterday, Monday. Oh, wow. Yes, yesterday there was five gallons of pollinator juice. Oh my! Uh, from the pollinator trees, mm-hmm. and and today it's five gallons of of. Uh, Lambert. So you have 15 gallons already. So we have 15 gallons. In four days time, essentially. In three, yes. Three days? Well, three days? Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. He started on Sunday and I started on Monday. Wow. Good work. And are you hoping to get 100 gallons this year? Uh, that is not totally determined yet. I, <laughs> I, set a, I set a quota at the present time of 50 gallons. Oh, nice. Okay. If we have enough cherries based on the selling and the giving away, then we'll make more wine. So mm-hmm. the, the volume to be determined. Looking back, for example, last year, what was your crop like? Very poor, about, about 20% of normal. And you were able to not sell any on the highway. That's but how right. much how much wine did you make? And we I made fifty five well I made fifty gallons of cherry wine and five gallons of apple wine. So you were still able to get your cherry wine out of that twenty percent. Yes, but the year before, twenty nineteen, we made a hundred gallons of wine. Okay. Was that was that your highest amount? Uh close, yes, probably was. Mm-hmm. within 10 gallons or so. And would you say that your family drinks 50 gallons of wine over the course of a year? It's hard to know, probably <laughs> because when you have when you have a inventory from 2018 to 2019 to 2020, you know, I don't know I don't know what the what what the volume of of that will be, you know, by the by the 1st of August, when most of the family is gone. So you're not drinking only last year's wine. You're drinking previous year's wine that's left over. I I think we just go back to 2018. There might be a bottle or two of 2017, but uh, cherry wine does not keep, so it doesn't do any good to store it, thinking that aging will make it better. That's great to learn about that. Uh, Other people helping you with racking and um, bottling. Who who is that? My niece uh, Roxanne and uh, and her son uh, Ralph generally, and and uh, sometimes uh, uh, Kara, and sometimes uh, maybe Willie. 
they were the daughter and the grandsons of, of Jim and my third brother that passed away 40 years ago. You had the cherry orchard, so that would be Ralph Emerson, right? And he was never uh, lucky enough to get to the orchard. So no, what no. do you... What do you, so you guys used to be, when you first started at the Cherry Orchard, you were in your 50s? You remember when you bought the property, you would have been 57? Probably. probably and that would, have made, yeah. that would have made Jim 50? Uh, it made me. Seven years younger than Dad? Six. Six and a half. Oh, six and a half. So, <laughs> so you might have been my 50, years, 50, 51. My, my calendar year six, but really he was in July and I was in December. So He was in June. Well, he was in June. He was in the summertime and I was in the winter. How's that? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I get that. Six yeah. months apart. Six months apart. <laughs> so if you were in your, you were in your 50s when the when the cherry orchard was still when you it first joined the family what would what do you what do you think you guys did all the work well our families yeah. did which wasn't just the two of us but we had our spouses uh helped and then uh let's see about that time uh yeah i i had a uh a, a, my older daughter was uh, had two children and they, they more or less helped. I think they picked when they were like, you know, five, seven years old. And and then your sister and her husband, Roy, they picked. They would have been uh, uh, us directly. And then uh, then our cousins uh, uh, started in pretty pretty early too. The one the ones uh, like Roxy and uh, her husband. Mm-hmm. What about any other generations before you? I remember that mom's mom used to be there. Right. And and then our our uh, brother's uh, widow also was was included, you know. Uh, Did you start selling on the highway? I forgot that. Well, I think it was I think it was about we we put on the back of the pickup on the tailgate of the pickup. Uh, oh. Was the first year in and that was in uh, 1985. Yeah, I don't remember that. No, you don't remember that. I wonder, did you come might, that first year, Uncle Jim, 1985? Might have been even, 80, might have been, even been 84. Yeah. We, didn't sell, we didn't sell all that many the first few years. I have on your... Yet. Sorry, Uncle Jim. Your grandmother, have, yeah. Judy's grandmother sold up there and her aunt, Dolores. Yeah. They were mostly the sellers, weren't they? Yes, yes. Somebody helped them, but they were usually up there every day. I don't, I don't think they picked hardly any cherries. They were more of a no. washing and selling crew, you know. It says in and we Dad built, and we built yeah. we built a shed, I think, in nineteen eighty six. So we we'd only been at it a couple of years. See. Okay, hang on, Dad. I'm using your records here. In 1984, you sold $409 worth of cherries from the pickup All bin. Right. And okay. Bione, Dan, Nancy's uh, husband at the time, Jim, Charlotte, Jim's wife. wife at the time, Dolores, huh. Melissa, Ellen, Marion, and me, 10 people. 
and you make wow. one gallon of Royal Anne wine and eight gallons of Lambert wine. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Where'd you get all that? My father compiled a list of things from his diary that told me oh. what things happened. In 1985, June, you built the Cherry Sales Shed with Roy. 85, okay. 1985. And all it, it says here that you constructed the wash house um, with Chuck Kern. Yes, uh, okay. At a cost of $1,250. <laughs> And you sold $990 worth of cherries from the pickup bed with Again, Vi the second year. Uh huh. Okay. With Vione, Melissa, Ellen, Dan, Nancy, Judy, Steve, John, Jim, Charlotte, Vonnie, Marion, and me. So you had huh. a little increase in helpers that year. Well, now maybe I wonder, there might be an error there in depending on when it says that we built the, the cherries sales shed that's that's the first and if we did that in 85 was it or 80 huh? in so, 85 you built the cherry sales shed the cherry well, then shed. we should then we should have used that in 85 not to tip pick up bed because you did we, a little bit of both yeah we I don't because know. we we built the shed to sell the cherry so we didn't need the pickup anymore i remember that summer is when some friends of mine came and we took the pickup truck to a, the campground. I think okay. it was a West Shore campground, and we sold out of the back of the pickup. We didn't do very well. Okay, that, that could be then. That's right. Okay. And Nancy remembers taking cherries to the farmer's market in Kalispell. Yes. So that was probably the pickup also. That's it for episode number two. These two brothers, John and Jim Emerson, have made such an impact on the children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. It's wonderful every year to be able to spend time with the four generations. If you have a story you'd like to share about the cherry orchard, let me know. Thanks for listening.